So Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according, according to the plan of him who works everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions, to the praise of his glory. Well, how about we pray? Father God, thank you for your word. I thank you that we can gather as your people and hear it. Father, I just ask that as we look at your word, that you would humble our hearts, that you would give us minds to receive it and hearts that would would obey in order to live as your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, her eyes. Her eyes make the stars look like they're not shining. Her hair, her hair falls perfectly without her trying. She's so beautiful that I tell her every day. I say, when I see your face, there's not a thing that I would change because you're amazing just the way you are. And when you smile... The whole world stops and stares for a while. Because, girl, you're amazing. She's so beautiful. And I tell her every day, Oh, you know, you know, you know, I'd never ask you to change. If perfect's what you're searching for, then just stay the same. These are just some of the lyrics of Bruno Mars' song called Just the Way You Are. And it paints a picture, doesn't it, of a bloke who worships the one he loves. It's clear why. Uh, He describes her as perfect, as beautiful, 
as amazing. She has shining eyes, perfect hair, a face you wouldn't want to change, a smile that stops the world. Have you heard of this saying? That fella worships the very ground she walks on. It's used when a bloke thinks a lot of that special someone. Well, it seems like Bruno has every reason to worship this little lady. And as we open to Ephesians 1, we find another man who has reason to praise the one he worships. Unlike Bruno, this is not some sweet girl. No, it's someone much greater. It's God who has given us every reason to worship him. But I wonder, do you always find it easy to worship God? Can your praise and affections turn to other things? Are there times when you feel apathetic towards God and in the busyness of life forget Him? Or what about when life is just tough? Does your heart feel as though it's dead and any reason to praise God seems lost? Well, when Paul writes to the Ephesians here, he gives both the Ephesians and us good reason for why God is worthy of our praise. He directs all our attention to God. He opens his letter in chapter 1 with, Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 3. Paul knows he has good reason to praise God, mentioning again in verses 6, 12 and 14. But just why is God worthy of Paul's praise and ours? Verse 3 tells us, it's because in Jesus, God the Father has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. In the rest of this passage, Paul unpacks these spiritual blessings that, that floods us with every reason to praise him. Today we'll hear Paul's tune. We will hear the sweet sound of one, a loving God who blesses us with sonship. Two, a sacrificial God who blesses us with redemption. Three, a big God who blesses us by revealing his plans. And four, a committed God who blesses us with assurance. Well, let's look at one. A loving God who blesses us with sonship. Paul sees that God is worthy of praise because, verse 5, in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. Now you can see why Paul is singing this tune. It's because of Jesus that we are made God's children. 
In Paul's time in the first century, uh, when someone was adopted, they received the full rights and privileges like a natural born son and daughter. Now this is incredible. Because this means that we're not just brought into God's household as a friend. We're not invited in as a distant relo. But we have the closest relationship that you could ever imagine. We are his children. Sons and daughters of the living God. But what Paul is trying to do in his song is in our minds paint a cosmic picture that it was always God's sovereign plan to have us as his children. Verse 4, you were chosen before the creation of the world and predestined by God, verse 5. Now, this is not a reason to doubt or fear or question, am I chosen or not? But this is a reason to have confidence that you are his because long ago this was his plan you were never an afterthought you were never an accident but what a great reason to praise him that you can call him father and that he now calls you his child this is now our identity that brings great comfort If you were ever to lack praise in times when you feel anxious or nervous, say when waiting on the news of whether you've got that job you've been waiting for, all the right marks that could mean the difference between pass or fail, it feels in those times like life depends on it. Let us remember this. We're God's chosen children. Your life doesn't depend on whether you get the job or the right marks. What matters is this lasting news that you are his. What a reason to praise God still in such a time. But there's another reason in Paul's song for why he praises God. And that's because, two, he has, two, a sacrificial God who blesses us with redemption. Paul says in verse 7 that in him we, were, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. See, before we were children of God, we were in a hopeless state. In our sin, in our rejection of God, where we neither served him or gave thanks to him, we stood condemned. This was our pre-adopted state. The place that we were previously was more like a prison than an adoption centre. A prison that we needed bailing out of. But who would put the money up to get us out? What would it cost? 10000 
A hundred thousand? A million? No. Much, much more. The cost of getting us out, verse 7, would be the blood of Jesus. This would be the only way to forgive sin. At the cross, Jesus would die for our sin in order to pay the bill, to pay the bail costs to redeem us. We couldn't do it ourselves, but it would be according to God's grace, verse 7. Now, grace, not some girl you knew at high school, but God's free gift of forgiveness that would come at a cost. Now, before I became a Christian, I had no understanding of this concept of grace. It was always work for what you get. Want to be blessed with money, career, or whatever? Well, you'll work for it. As I got introduced to the Bible at around 20, I started to see the truth that I was a sinner. I'd not just broken God's good standard, I'd even broken my own lower standard. I knew that if I was to stand before him, there was no way that he would let me into his kingdom. And so I wanted to be right with God. But but how? Well, naturally, I thought the only way I could do it was possibly work for it. Do good, clean up my act, and just maybe... God had let me in. It wasn't until I heard of this grace that the good news of the gospel clicked. Actually, a previous member of this church, Al Bain, he spoke at a camp about God's grace, God's free gift to make us right with him. That it wasn't what we did that made us right. But it was by the blood of his son that made us right. The gift that redeems us. What a blessing. What, what a reason to praise God. I know at that time my heart was warm. But this is still something that we need to remind ourselves of in order to keep praising God. When we doubt our salvation and wonder, have I done enough? It's by his grace that he has lavished on us, verse 8. It's God's redeeming work through Christ that saves us so that we are now his children. But there are even more reasons to praise God because we have three, a big God, who blesses us by revealing his plan. Verse 9, Paul says, He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. This mystery is not uh, to mean something in the mysterious or mystical sense, but mystery in the sense that it was once hidden, but it's now been revealed to us. And what's been revealed, verse 10, is God's sovereign plan to have all things under Christ, things in heaven and on earth. This song that Paul sings creates a picture in our minds of the bigness of God. Be 
big in the sense that all things in heaven and earth will be under the rule of Christ. And big in the sense that he is in control throughout time and will continue to be into the future. Uh, Before the creation of the world, we were chosen in him, verse 3. And now, in verses 9 and 10, it shows the future. That all things in heaven and on earth will be united under Christ. God is in control, not just of the past, but of the future. As Paul writes this letter to the Ephesian, he is under house arrest. Now he could be thinking, what the heck am I doing here, God? But Paul doesn't have his blinkers on like that of a horse where they can only see what's in front of them. But he has full vision of God's big future plan that he has revealed. That all things will be under Christ. Even in such circumstances that Paul is in, he's able to praise God because of Jesus. He knows even in his situation there is a big God who has a bigger plan which makes his imprisonment nothing. And so when we're in situations where we think, what the heck is going on, God? Why this sickness? Why this financial difficulty? Why this family breakdown? We might know the full reason, but we still know that we have a big God who is in control throughout time. God has a plan and has blessed us by revealing it to us. Therefore, he is worthy of all praise. Uh, But like a used car salesman would say, wait, there's more. There's more reasons to praise God because as Paul continues with his tune, we find four. A committed God who blesses us with assurance. From verses 11 to 14, we see the commitment of God committed to the promises that he made in the Old Testament that one day he'd bring both Jew and Gentile, that's non-Jewish, into his kingdom. Let's have a look at our Bibles. In verses 11 to 12, he uses this we language. Notice in verse 11, it says, we were chosen, having been predestined. In verse 12, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. This we that he speaks about is himself and fellow Jews who were the first to receive God's promise of salvation. But then he changes from we in 11 and 12 to you, non-Jews in Ephesus. From verse 13 to say that it's both we Jews and you non-Jews who both find salvation in Christ. So verse 13, he begins by saying, And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, 
the promised Holy Spirit. Paul wants to sing of God's commitment to his promises. That this gospel that saves includes both Jew and non-Jew. God's commitment to save people by the work of Jesus for all nations. What a blessing that we too are included. And now God's commitment continues as we now have the blessing of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13. It says, You were marked in Him with the Holy Spirit. Like that of a brand to show that we belong to God now and forever. On the farm we used to brand both our horses and cattle. And my dad uh, uh, had a brand and it was an NT with a bar under it. That brand stood for his initial, Snow Thomas. And now after our stock were branded with that brand, it assured people that that stock belonged to my dad. And verse 13, now in him were marked with a seal, the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit gives us assurance that we belong to God. Paul says the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance, verse 14. See, he's made the down payment. See, God is committed to his promises of the Old Testament for saving both Jew and non-Jew. And he continues to show his commitment by giving us the promised Holy Spirit who guarantees our inheritance that we will live with him forever. What a great reason to praise God. What a great true blessing. While blokes like Bruno Mars might find reasons to sing a little tune of praise in worship of the girl he likes. We see from Paul's letter that he gives us plenty of reasons why God's worthy of our praise. God is worthy of our praise because in Jesus we have received every spiritual blessing. Sonship, redemption, revelation of his end plan to bring all things under Christ and given us himself. We have the Holy Spirit assuring our inheritance. God does all this for the praise of his glory. Praise be to our God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we look up, so to speak, we see God for who he really is, a glorious God who is good, who is worthy of our praise. When we see the very character of God, it's impossible not to acknowledge that he is worthy of our praise. And so when our hearts want to worship other things, or when we're apathetic, not really caring about God, or when life in its ordinary times leaves us guessing and we wonder why is God worthy of praise 
How can we turn to praise, praise God? How can we turn to praising God like he deserves? Well, there's three things we could do. One, remember. Two, relish. And three, respond. One, we remember. We remember that, that God's loving. That he's given us sonship. God's sacrificial. He's died to forgive us. God's big. He, he has a plan where everything will be under Christ. God's committed. He's brought forward his promise to bring both Jew and non-Jew into his kingdom and given us the Holy Spirit. But this is just what we can remember from this passage. There's much more to be heard. To keep praising God, we need to keep hearing God's word. Could you keep a list of just those gems of passages that just remind you of God's goodness? So that when you're finding it hard to praise God, you can go to them and be reminded, yes, God is worthy of praise. A lady at our church at Dremont keeps a list of those types of passages on her phone for that reason. Others keep a list in the back of their diary. I have some posted on bits of paper in my study. But how else could we keep praising God? Well, two, we relish. We sit like a good stew that's being slow cooked. We bring to mind God's good character, filling our hearts and minds. To relish, sometimes what could be helpful is listening to good Christian music that reminds you again of who God is and what he's done. It makes you go again, ah, yes, God is good. And three, we respond. Once we hear, once we know, once we have remembered, we respond by declaring God's good character. How? In praise. Lifting our hearts and voices to God. Declaring to God that he is good and worthy of praise. Declaring to ourselves that God is good and worthy of our praise. And declaring it to one another. Sometimes I might get a text message from a friend of that Bible verse or something directing my affections to God. And you just know that, that you know that, that God's goodness, they just can't contain themselves. They must tell someone. They are in praise of God. So let's bring our praise to God. Let's remember, keep hearing his word. Let's relish spending time with God. And let's respond by declaring that he is worthy of all our praise. Because God is worthy of our praise. Because in Jesus we find every spiritual blessing. He's blessed us with sonship, redemption, revealing his plans. And he's given us the Holy Spirit, guaranteeing our inheritance. How about I pray? Father God, we give thanks to you that you have revealed who you are and what you have done by your very word. Thank you that you have chosen us before creation that by the work of Christ you redeemed us, that you have revealed your plans to bring all things under Christ and that you are committed. 
you have given us the Holy Spirit. Father, sorry for when we lack praise here. Sorry that we get caught up in other things, in the busyness of our lives and forget you. Father, you are worthy of all our praise. Help us to keep hearing about your good character. Help us to be your people who declare your goodness to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.